Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hey, Tom and Cecil. Glory Hole. Adam from Minnesota. Um, have you guys ever played Cards Against Humanity? Kind of a really filthy version of Apple to Apples, where uh, one person will read a question card, and then everybody, all the other players on the game will read will submit an answer card for the person who read the question card, and then they'll read through all of them and decide which one's the funniest. So for Cards Against Humanity, it's a really nasty version of it. So essentially, there'll be a question like, what does Dick Cheney prefer? And then everyone will submit their answer cards, and there'll be things like coat hanger abortions, or kids with ass cancer, or a windmill full of corpses, or transvestites. And I think in episode 147, Tom came up with one of the best ones I could think of that would be an excellent addition to the game, Jesus going down a slip and slide on the tears of the poor. Brilliant. Hey guys, this is Sabiel. I am a recent listener to the podcast. I discovered it thanks to the Escaping Atheist podcast, and I would like to comment about the Bob Marshall story that people with disabilities are a punishment. As a person who is blind, I only have one thing to say. Say that to my fucking face, Bob Marshall, and I'll shut my white cane up your ass. Anyhow, guys, love the show. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at this is episode 149, no matter what the notes say. Yeah. (laughs) They say 147 up there. Look at you go. It would have been awesome if you'd have said it was 147, though. What people would have said is that the reason why you think it's 147 is because you got so fucking high on whippets last time with us doing the fucking show from that room that you've you fucking actually traveled back in time in your brain. Uh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was huffing some more paint yeah. to get ready for this episode. <laughs> so. Your face is gold. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like that guy, <laughs> like that guy. meme of that dude. Sprays <laughs> fucking gold on his face. You know, but in your case, your face wouldn't be gold. You would just have like the fucking foam stuck to your face. I was eating the foam. Like a giant, like, and it's like a big giant. Like afro and then a huge beard worth of foam just wrapped around your face <laughs> as you sprayed it on there. Yeah, our audience loves it when we lose brain cells. We got a lot yeah. of messages this week about that. Yeah, they really liked that last episode. So, you know, to get ready for this one, I did a whole six pack of those uh, computer dusters. <laughs> just you fucking know. stuff those up your nose. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> like, I just walked through the office, Max, and I'm like, I got like my little pick a six container. I'm like, oh, I haven't had this one yeah. yet. And- <laughs> 
you know, the, different smells like different. Oh, this one's especially toxic. I'll take one yeah, of these. Exactly. That's good. That's yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> It does smell. It does smell pretty like new car smell in here, and I'm to understand the new car smell is is like just primarily like evil. It's just like it's, made of cancer. It's just yeah. It's like the new cancer smell. Right, exactly. Like that's new pretty much cancer well. smell. It's if I actually if I stop recording, it's just because the tumors have, have eclipsed yeah, my uh, right. my throat at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, when the tumor so. gets big enough to click your monitor off, then you need to stop. <laughs> hey, I figure my belly hasn't managed yeah, right. it yet, so. <laughs> the tumor. Well, let me tell you, your belly, it ain't from lack of trying. That's all. Awesome. I know. <laughs> this month, with the help of our generous patrons, we were able to raise $875. Our supporters were able to choose the charity that we would donate this month's patronage to. They had six charities to choose from, and they voted for Doctors Without Borders. Thanks again for all your support. Glory Hole, you fucking rock. So the first story we want to cover comes from CNN's political ticker. Uh, Wow. Fucking Sarah Palin. Waterboarding is how we baptize terrorists. And Cecil, I just want to point out that in an alternate world, in fucking bizarro universe, this woman could have been vice president and possibly president. I read this and I think... McCain has to have read this. McCain has to know. And this is a man who was actually tortured right. in his lifetime right. and has been a vocal opponent um, against waterboarding and a vocal opponent against the use of torture and in this so-called enhanced interrogation shenanigans bullshit. Um, so for him to look at this and think like, holy shit. Like, here I am, somebody who was legitimately fucking tortured. And this person who I fucking rode on a bus with and fucking campaigned with and almost ran the country with is now standing up in front of a group of people and being like, yeah, well, we'll fucking waterboard the terrorists. Yeah. Cecil? <laughs> waterboard the terrorists. Because that can't go wrong, Tom. Whatever no. you do, that can't go wrong. It feels like to me... The reason why I think that, you know, she can get away with saying something like this at the NRA, I really do feel that the NRA is is a lot of vengeance lovers. They are they are vengeance uh, they're like a vengeance based organization. You know what I mean? They're, like when it comes fucking to Justice League with guns. Uh, they are. They're they're very you know, they're I think that the NRA, whenever they talk about uh, getting more guns on the street when they talk about getting more guns in the hands of the people who, you know, they, they kind of make this pitch, like getting guns in the hands of people who should have them kind of, what do they, what should they have them for? Well, they should have them so that if they need to, they can meet some violence out on people who deserve it, you know, in air quotes, deserve the violence that they're right. going to meet out on them. The reason why we don't like vigilantes, the reason why vigilantes you know, go to jail and should go to jail. And the reason why whenever there's vigilanteism in the world, I'm always kind of turned off by it is because, you know, we have a system in place for people who commit crimes. There's a system of laws in place and a system of checks and balances in place. So we don't, we try not to imprison people that don't deserve it. We try not to punish people that don't deserve it. Yeah. The system is totally, you know, it's not 100%. I mean, I don't even know what percentage is at, because clearly, you know, you can murder people. We've we've fucking put to people to, to death that were not guilty of crimes. But you try to do the best you can. 
you know, the vigilante idea just takes those people right out of the equation. And the same thing here, when you come down to this, this idea here, what we're doing when we torture people is we are the vigilantes of the world. We're not putting people through due process. We're not putting people through, you know, the checks and balances to make sure we're getting the right people. Instead, we're just being vigilantes. And there's this big fucking hard on that these people have about vigilanteism that is really fucking disturbing. And it makes sense that she could say something like this here and everybody would, you know, just fucking nod and clap and fucking whistle at her. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 hooting and hollering because what they're really saying is they're saying, like, we need to get more guns on the street, but we need to get more guns on the street to prevent imaginary crimes. Right. Right. Dr. Octopus crimes, fake crimes, crimes that don't happen, um, because what 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 where the real crime and where the real violence takes place, guns would not be a solution. Right. Totally. You know, like zero out of ten. Uh, advocacy groups that are actually doing work in inner cities, um, in high crime neighborhoods, are saying like, you know, fucking, we really need more guns in here. No kidding. We really, you know, <laughs> man, if only there was more guns on the west yeah. side of Chicago, and only if only there was more guns on the south side of Chicago, we'd really have this problem nipped in the bud. Yeah. If only, what, if what, only all those people that are on that side of Chicago had broken into a National Guard reserve and gotten those AR-15s out of there, everything right. would be fine. <laughs> fucking, you know. It's what they're doing is they're trying to prevent um, crimes that are statistically anomalous. That's that's what they're trying to prevent. And that's what they focus on. That's what they single out. They single out uh, home invasions, um, you know, against affluent people as their as their target uh, sort of uh, demographic. They single out school shootings. They single out uh, things that are statistically anomalous. And they try to make hay, they try to make political hay out of these things and say, you know, we've got to protect our sons and daughters from, you know, getting shot or getting, you know, attacked in their own homes. And and that's the vast minority of crimes that take place, violent crimes that take place. By far, the majority of violent crimes that take place take place, uh, you know, in, in areas which are generally crime ridden, you know, not these affluent communities that they hold up as sort of the poster child for bristle with guns like a fucking armed porcupine. <laughs> Walk around like the guy for that De Niro from that fucking terrible taxi driver movie. You talking to me? You talking <laughs> to me? You just, I know you're not, there's nobody else here. Fucking got a gun up my ass. I'm going to shoot you with it. <laughs> You talking to me? Hey, you talking to me? <laughs> hey, forget about it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I, and I, we're talking about the NRA. It's it's an offshoot of this of this very story. But you know, the fact is is that torturing people doesn't get you the information you need. Makes you look like an awful person. Takes away, you know, not just takes away the person's rights who you're torturing, but it takes away it erodes our rights. You know, it erodes it erodes the rights of the of the country that's doing it because you're you're willing to trade, you know, some of your freedom for security. And one thing that you pointed out to Tom that we well, we should really touch on just very briefly is that like. I guess some Christians got mad that she was utilizing the the term baptism. And they're like, hey, we, we think baptism is good. What are you doing? And the thing that struck me about that when you, you had mentioned this to me earlier when we were talking, the thing that strikes me is like, man, 
fucking the you 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 stop on the baptism you don't stop on hey we shouldn't be torturing people but instead you're like hey we should we shouldn't be talking bad about baptism yeah it's uh it it, it is crazy right like to get to get that's that's your point of conflict like that's the point where you're like whoa i can't get my head around that shit now yeah. hang on a minute hang on a minute Baptism is a made-up magic ritual to wash away imagined sins with magic water. Don't smutty that with yeah. your torture. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll take out my cross. Yeah. <laughs> another symbol of torture. Yeah. And say a little prayer over this fucking dead Jesus hanging in the church <laughs> with fucking blood and thorns and shit all over it. Maybe it all does make sense, actually. Yeah, maybe. So maybe, maybe it all does yeah. make fucking perfect sense. You know, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like if all of a sudden they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we can't we can't uh, burn a cross in front of these black people's yard. We gotta burn a plastic <laughs> snowman. Let's burn, a, let's burn the words "go away." <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's not stop at the "don't harass black people" yeah. part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not where we want to stop. We want to stop at "hey, whoa, whoa." <laughs> we still want to harass the black folks. <laughs> We just don't want to do with the symbol yeah, of our of let's, our deity. Let's, let's shy away from that. Right. <laughs> yeah, we still want to be, torture people. Tom, that would be distasteful. <laughs> that would be, that's just ugly, Cecil. That's just ugly. You know, the other thing too, Cecil, you talked about due process. You know, like one thing to remember is it's not like, it's it's not like anyone is even proposing that we arrest people. Uh, read them their rights, run them through the due process, uh, charge and convict them, and then waterboard them. Right. Right? What they want to do is basically decide already that somebody is a terrorist, then waterboard them. Yeah. Then if they confess under torture, maybe eventually we'll get around to uh, giving them due process, but probably will just send them to a weird military facility in another country. Where they essentially just sit in limbo being uh, isolated. Right. And that is so blatantly against our, our, our principles. I mean, it's certainly unconstitutional. And sometimes they'll make the comment like, well, the Constitution only protects... U.S. citizens. And it's sort of like, well, <laughs> yeah, nice. but, you know, I mean, if it's a good idea for us, yeah, don't we just think that's kind of a good idea in general? I am opposed to cap and trade. He is safe. Uh, and and I, I also am an amateur paleontologist, so I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature over a very long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm a lot harder to convince than just looking at a computer model. So this next story comes from Right Wing Watch. Truth in Action Ministries film decries climate scientists as idolaters and communists. Uh, so for those of our few, uh, those few of our listeners who have not seen Truth in Action Ministries' newest release, probably a direct-to-video. I didn't see it in the theaters near me. Um, but they evidently have a new project which takes on the religion of environmentalism and climate science. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, the religion of climate what's science. The, what's the Eucharist for uh, for environmentalism? <laughs> like you just eat like a salad and you wash it down with like local water? Like what is, I don't know, what, you, what is the Eucharist? Like, well, the Holy Rosary is made of bamboo because it's right. sustainable. Because it's sustainable, yeah, it's right. It's sustainable, sure. it's a grass, yeah. you know, so it's all good. It's you can, fine, it grows quickly and it's yeah. sustainable. 
It's fine. The holy water is actually recycled gray water. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it all works out. It all works out, except for that uh, none of that is true. Yeah. So other than that, it's, it's pretty much a slam dunk. Cecil, it turns out uh, this guy has decided, well, let's, why, don't we, why don't we let him speak for himself? Sure, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is Dopey McDoperson talking about dopey shit. Environmentalism has become a religion um, or has become their, their reason for being. You know, the old joke that uh, uh, a lot of uh, environmentalists are, are like watermelons. They're green on the outside and pink on the inside. <laughs> These are, these are, you know, uh, recycled communists and recycled socialists, recycled collectivists. At least they're recycling. They're trying to use um, a, a, a flawed theory of environmentalism to bring about the collectivist society that they were unable to bring about they politically are. through socialism and through communism. There's a big blue bin for them. <laughs> you just, <gotta laughs> you just take your, put them in there. You take your communists. It's actually a red bin, but it still it has the... It's a red <laughs> bin, but it's got that little circle thing. On it with the arrows, right? So, right, right, yeah. Right, right. I like, I like their watermelon. Like, yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Where he's talking about like cutting them open. <laughs> when you well, cut them open, you reach over and you grab them and you stick your knife in them and you, yeah, you, you give it a good jiggle and you wiggle it around and then, then you, you, you tear them open. Inside, they're pink. <laughs> like, you're kind of weirding me out, bro. They're soft hippie flesh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like spitting the seeds out of a person. They're just, like, like just digging their face in there, and then oh, they got to slurp you know, every, that every year. That you got to get out to their the... chin, you know, just like <laughs> <laughs> you've got gore dripping down. Ah, bring me more environmentalists. <laughs> Just the cold. <laughs> Sir, you've already eaten three. That's yeah. enough. Enough environmentalists for you. Can no you, more. Can you stick you're the gonna spoil your dinner? <laughs> and don't eat the rind. Whatever you do, don't eat the rind. You know, can you stick an environmentalist in the fridge and chill it first before you cut it open? Because it's just terrible when it's warm. Yeah, you sprinkle a little bit of salt on there though, and it really kind of wakes up <laughs> they, the flavor. They it's, jump around a little good. when you do that, but you know. It's totally you know, worthwhile. The best part is the is the annual environmentalist eating competitions that <laughs> eating they have. Contests. You know, those are those are pretty solid. And actually, it's 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 one of those rare instances where getting those fucking blinged out teeth really comes in handy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> You you're just like chomp right through. Oh, you, know? you just fucking eat them like corn on the cob. You're just like, <laughs> like the old cartoons yeah. where it's like a typewriter. You get to the end. Chomity, 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 ting. Chomity, 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 ting. They pause and pull that one like hair out of their mouth and then keep moving on. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You just, yeah, you know, if you could just cut open those environmentalists, you'll see. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's a real. You know, I love one of my very favorite things is when religious people um, use the idea that something else is a religion as a way to make fun of it, as a way to make it right. Less. Like right. they're like, whoa, well, you know, environmentalism has become a religion. Like, well, you are religious, so <laughs> I know you're just like. So are you saying that religion kind of is stupid? Yeah, look, are you going out on the limb here and saying it's stupid? Yeah, it's it's almost I, like they're saying like, hey, you've been making fun of me for being religious, but you're religious because you don't want poison water. 
Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Smart guy. You ever stop and think about that? I love too that they're using communists, right? Because communism is like the boogeyman here. That's what that you know. They're just they could have said anything in this in this sense. They could have said it was demonic. They could have said it was evil. They could have said that these people were um, aligned with Barack Obama. Anything in right. general that these people think is a bad thing. But communism is one of those things that they're that they're utilizing to say, oh, they're you know they're they're communists. They're failed communists, and they're trying to get you to be communist too. The one thing that I think flies over people's heads all the time and people don't understand what socialism or communism is, socialism and communism is simply just the people who do the work own the means of production. That's all it is. So whenever anybody starts talking about, oh, well, you know, taxing us too much, it's socialism. No, it's not socialism. Socialism is if they were to take away the corporation and give it to the workers, that's what socialism is. That's a very different thing than somebody paying taxes differently. Or in this case, giving the government a little more regulatory control over environmental issues. That's not communism. That's like saying you, you might as well say something like we're turning into a dictatorship because that at least would have some some sort of basis in in what their argument is talking about. But communism, it just doesn't even make any sense. They're just like fucking throwing it out there for no reason. They're just using the seven words they know. Like, it's like they yeah. have like a list right. of seven scary words. I mean, and it's just like, well, we used fascism last week. What else is in the bag? Uh, it's almost like pulling this shit out of the bag like fucking Scrabble letters. Right, you know, exactly. like what? What kind of fucking crazy half-assed bullshit am I going to spew out of my fat pie hole today? Hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, shake fucking magic. And, uh, oh, I got communism. Here we go. Blah, ugh, communism. He just fucking pukes it out of his shithole. It's so ridiculous. It's like, how can anybody look at the images that came uh, this just this past summer, this past winter, summer in China? How do, how can anybody look at the images from Shanghai and be like? Yeah, I don't think the environment's anything we need to worry about. <clears throat> it's not a big deal. We definitely need to have air people actually can't see through. December 21st, 2012. Daybreak doesn't come. All remains dark. The world has come to an end. All oh, this story is so weird. This is from Right Wing Watch and a Times show. Blames UFO and alien sightings on Satan. There's a show, evidently, Cecil, called End Times. And I I have to think when you start that show, uh, you can't do so with a lot of optimism. You know? (laughs) It's not one of those class half full shows. Your pitch pitch for the show has to be a a bit of a downer. I'm just saying. It's like, look, guys, I got a great show. It's called End Times. (laughs) We don't expect it to get to a second season. That's all I'm saying. Probably. They have a limited run. You know who the person, the very best voice in the world for this would be Stephen Wright. I don't know if you knew that is, but he's the guy who talks like this and he has like the jokes where he's like, he's really, really monotone. (laughs) You 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 just need somebody who's like super depressed to talk about the end. (laughs) It's like you need like somebody who's so sad that people like commit suicide when they listen to it. Well, evidently, Cecil, if, if you see UFOs, um, or right. aliens. That's actually Satan. Right. Satan's just fucking with you. Because um, there's really no other reason for it. Like, Satan accomplishes nothing else in this process. That's the best part. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, okay, what if I believed your crazy theory? 
And Satan is right, just right. like, and then you saw an alien. <laughs> He's tenting his fingers, right. his big red fingers in his fiery pit of hell. And he's like, and then there was an alien that you thought you saw, but it was me. Aha. <laughs> I didn't really it's think like, this through because now nothing else happens, did it? It's like when you were a kid and you're like, guess what? Chicken butt. You know, like, <laughs> like, okay, it's the ding-dong ditch of cosmic yeah. prank. Yeah. <laughs> it totally is useless. I didn't even consider that. Let's listen to what this guy has to say, though, because, I, I mean, I went to the trouble of getting this audio. This is End Times Radio, courtesy of Right Wing Watch. Almost every book you read, they'll say, look, 95% of the things people see, they can, they're lights or it's airplanes or it's, you know, something that, that people can ultimately be explained away naturally. But there's about 5% of these appearances where, you know, people see something on radar that makes a right angle at 600 miles an hour or they vanish into thin air or they change shape and color and size mm-hmm. at will. I mean, things that aren't naturally explainable. And my thesis is that these 5% that are unexplainable are demonic forces that are, are passing themselves Did off. Did you just say thesis? Demonic horses? <laughs> demonic, demonic horses? Are <laughs> demonic horses. I love a good demonic horse riding. That's... Yeah. There was one this last week on uh, Game of Thrones. Demonic, demonic horse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, basically a horse without any flesh. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's listen. All he's got a little more. Some kind of extraterrestrial beings to draw and distract people's attention away from God, because you can get people focused on UFOs and aliens and beings from other planets and all of those kinds of things. Then obviously you're distracting people away mm-hmm. from what uh, the Bible says. And I think it's very possible that these kinds of things also could be setting people up. Up for various kinds of delusion in the end times. So this fills people's spiritual hunger with alleged, you know, higher sources of knowledge and experience and all those things. And the Bible tells us that Satan, you know, masquerades as an angel of light. So, you know, to me, Satan will do anything to distract people from their need, their own spiritual need, and God's answers to that need in Jesus Christ. And demonic materialization disguised as UFOs or extraterrestrials or whatever that may be, I think is just another one of Satan's tactics especially as we draw near to the end times, to deceive and delude and frighten and confuse and mislead people. I, I really I believe that that's going to even maybe be heightened as the end times draw near. Uh, yeah, what? man, there you have it. I like that it's 5%. It's like he just, he's like, look, 95% of it's some fucking, it's airplanes and people are stupid. But Sure, yeah, it's like the moon right, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's your fucking neighbor's porch light and you need better glasses. That's what it is. But 5% of the time, it's aliens. But that 5% of the time that it's aliens, 100% of that time, it's Satan. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I got to tell you, Cecil, 60% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) He's got a weird equation he's set up here. You know, he says it could be setting people up for various kinds of delusions in the end times. And I keep thinking, like, isn't the end times a delusion? Like, isn't that a delusion itself? Yeah, the like, devil's distracting you from God. But it's like, yeah, but aren't my, isn't my grocery list too? You know, like yeah, I mean, isn't, I'm just isn't fucking Facebook distracting right. me from God? Yeah. But I guess like Farm I get it. He's saying like, well, then you would you know higher sources of knowledge. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, clearly that's not a worry for you, buddy. But still, like, yeah, no higher sources. Of, so what you're gonna like see an alien, but it's really Satan. And then you're going to think, like, well, maybe that alien knows some shit. 
as far as I know, people aren't ever like, yeah, and then I saw an alien, and then I knew the alien, and then the alien helped me do my math homework. Yeah. Right? Like, that doesn't happen. Like, the aliens never actually accomplish anything. You know, when they do, like, actually purportedly communicate with anybody, they just give them fucking, like, fucking old-timey folk wisdom, you know? Like, you need to be nicer to each other and stop destroying the planet, you know? like Or they shove something up their ass. Like, those are the only two types of aliens. Right. There's the really sort of, like, kinky aliens, and then there's, the like, the old sage aliens. Right. They're never showing up and, like, giving you, like, the fucking unified theory. No, no, that doesn't happen. I guess the one thing that, you know, clearly this is a show called The End Times, but this is another thing that... Uh, you know, the blood moon didn't work out, right? So let's talk about something else. Or the, you know, the fucking mass alignment of the planets didn't work out. And this other thing, let's talk. They keep on tacking on these things to be like, no, really, it's the end times. And they have to keep on finding all these things that people, you know, whether or not they believe in or whatever, to try to get them to keep remembering that the end times are coming. And they keep on, you know, hitching their wagon to all these different little anomalies or weird things or, or, you know, strange na- things in nature, et cetera, to try to get people to realize that their God is real and he's going to fuck some shit up eventually. But just give them a little bit. Just give them an, it's not yet. No, it's it's something else. It's something else. It's something else. And it reminds me of that Harold Camping so much about how he was just like, you know, he kept on saying, but he's actually fucking put his cards on the table. He's like, yep, this is when it's going to happen. These people are just like end times. Like, it's just this random, like, yeah, it's the end times. It's like, well, I don't know. It'll happen, but, you know, we just got to keep on giving me money and making sure you're doing all the good things. Yeah, and if you don't have an end date to it, isn't all the time the end times? I guess it is. It's just <laughs> all the end times. Like, right. You had the Pretty beginning much. time, and then everything subsequent to the beginning time is a part of the end times. <laughs> it sure Like, unless is. the end times is a specified period. Like, unless the end times is right. exactly 23 days long, you know, if it's got no fucking specified ending, it's like... It's the end times. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, four billion years or so. You are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. So this story also comes from Right Wing Watch. The prophet, I love how they refer to him now as the prophet. The prophet Glenn Beck has a message from God. I am coming. And I will settle scores. God has a deep and gravelly right. voice, by the way. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, I love the idea, Cecil, here, that you can have a score to settle with God. Like, wouldn't God just be like, yeah, mm, just I'm God. Yeah. I, uh, Glenn Beck is getting weirder, isn't he? I mean, and, and I think they spelled prophet wrong there at the top. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, but... It's starting to it's starting to feel like he really does start to feel like the guy from Network, that guy who is that Howard Beale, yeah. who's just, you know, he's really starting to get crazier and crazier. Do you want to listen to what he had to say to the people at Liberty University? That's a loaded question. <laughs> Here we go. Too many of us are worshiping the God of the Constitution. Not the Constitution, but God. I like that slow clap. Yeah, that like happened. somebody was Just like, are we supposed to clap here? Like, should I clap? He paused. Should I? I don't know. I should. I'm going to just slowly do the slow clap. It's like one of those teen movies where the guy's like, and then everybody starts clapping. Yeah, it's funny because they're like, 
wait a minute, we've been conflating nationalism with our religious beliefs for so long. We're called Liberty University. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, there's more. I know it I know it's probably heartbreaking you, but there is more. Listen. God is our God. The God oh, of good. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of peace, of comfort, of miracles. Expect miracles in your lifetime. Live in such a way that you can demand miracles, expect miracles, call down miracles, and then when they happen, pronounce them, declare them. Never be shy, no matter how small or how big. Don't explain it away. That is the awesome power of Jesus Christ and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I can't believe that there are people sitting in that room and cheering for that. That is the craziest group of fucking words that I've ever heard put together. I love what he's like. Demand miracles? Well, I can, you know, I can't even demand a miracle whip on my sandwich. <laughs> demand and who the fuck are you supposed to demand miracles from i love when he's like uh, uh and and don't be shy about them no matter how small that is the great power of jesus like well wait a minute i just got a small miracle look <laughs> at a small miracle. miracle and that's his power i'm thinking of like that that crazy woman who's like and i had spaghetti and there was like <laughs> extra spaghetti when i ran down of spaghetti then, so i had and some then I, you know I like prayed and then there was and I, like all of a sudden, like Glenn Beck, like just like she's like yammer jabbering her story, and Glenn Beck just like bursts through. Right. He's like, "That is the great and powerful fucking power of Jesus." It's like it's, it's just spaghetti. It's like, uh, one time, I had a flat, and I just sat on the side of the road, and I prayed and I prayed, and then somebody came and picked me up. And that is the America. great power of Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know what he's like? He's like he's like the WWE announcer for he for is God. for Jesus for for Isaac Abraham <laughs> whatever the fuck. Let's finish up a little bit. Let's let's play a little more of this. Two years ago, I was in Jerusalem. First Christians to ever speak at the Temple Mount. It was a miraculous thing. The Lord touched my heart that we were supposed to go stand in Jerusalem and I didn't know what to say and do what Lord make a stand okay that's never going to happen we went and we obeyed some people who came with me were trying to talk me out of it the whole time saying Glenn this is impossible it can never happen it won't happen and I looked at them and I finally got sick and tired enough. I said, talk to him. Don't talk to me. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Doesn't that sound like a crazy person? He, he, uh, I mean, I, I tweeted this and I, I put this on the Facebook and I really believe this. I think Glenn Beck has lost his mind and nobody around him will tell him. Like, No, I mean, I think they were telling him. He just kept on saying, talk to God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the guy is basically a money. Like, he walks around, and he's just yeah. a big money. And he's just going to be surrounded by people who want a piece of his money. And I don't think anyone's going to be willing to say, like, hey, man, you're really, really, really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking, that is as close to Beal as I've ever yeah. heard him speak, though. Right there is, that's fucking crazy. There's a little more. And miracle after miracle after miracle. 
I find myself standing where Jesus turned the temples over. The first Christian to be allowed to speak there. What do you say? I'm walking down the streets of Jerusalem praying, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? And unlike anything I have ever felt before, I know the love, I know the gentleness of Christ. I've never felt the wrath. Lord, what do you want me to say? You tell them I am coming and I will settle scores. Yeah, like he's one of those guys like in the porn that needs to announce when he's coming. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> he's just like I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> what is the settling of scores thing? I don't know. I thought Jesus I wasn't wrathy. I thought that was the Old Testament God. I thought he fucking chilled that out. does. It's pretty fucking wrathy, though, isn't it? He's just like, yeah, maybe it's like Hillbilly God. He was talking like, hey, I'm going to go down and settle some scores. I got, I owe some money to Bill, and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, like I got to go get my lawnmower from Jake because he borrowed it years ago. And Bobby, you, and I, wanna, I took a bet with you against the Chargers. I owe you big. I didn't <laughs> think that. Oh, man. I didn't think I was going to win that one. But <laughs> I took you, the you over. better pay up. Should have taken the and under. God damn. I mean, me damn. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The vig on that money is huge. <laughs> God's going to come down and settle some scores. That makes sense. Right. That makes fucking well, total sense that I'm that, that an omnipotent, omniscient, omnibenevolent God is going to come down to earth and settle some fucking scores. Like, this guy's imagination draws the smallest, pettiest gods. It really does. I mean, yeah, yeah, again, it's the fucking, it's the vigilantism, right? It's the, it's that idea that we have this overinflated sense of vengeance that somehow like that, that there's someone on this planet that the scores need to be settled against. Who would those people be? They're the enemies of Glenn Beck because he's the prophet. Right. And isn't that an overinflated sense of self-worth? I mean, sure. Here, God ignored Hitler. Right. God ignored Pol Pot. God, God has ignored mass murderers uh, throughout all of history. But somehow he's going to swing down and be salty with me. Yeah. Settle some scores with the, I don't even know, the people who kicked him off Fox right. News. I don't know. What, I'm yeah. coming down. I'm coming to get you. Like, okay. You don't even have to show up. You have literally all the power. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to come either. Please don't get that on me. What do you, if you're going to do that, like, what are you waiting for? Like, why does God need to tell Glenn Beck? Like, tell him I'm coming. So I don't <laughs> like to show up on a noun. in the shower? He's like in the shower. He's like, I'll just tell him Jesus. I'm coming. I said I was going to be, be there. down in five minutes. Jesus, can I just get a little alone can't time? Can't masturbate in peace. <laughs> I can't even take a smash around here <laughs> without you every two minutes. <laughs> We'd like to thank the following people who became patrons this month. David P. Terry. Summer. Tom. Casey. Rizwan. Cookie. Ginger and Sir Andrew. Amanda. Michael. Art. Cincy Farmer. Scott. Adam. Max. Cohen. Philip. Ian. Carl. Nathan. Basement Matt. Eric J. Angelo. Josh. Jennifer. Reva. Eric, LJ, Adam, Matthew, and Andrew. Your generous support helps with the production of the show. 
So this story comes from Salon.com. Tennessee just became the first state that will jail women for their pregnancy outcomes. Um, against the advice of doctors, addiction experts, and reproductive health groups, Governor Bill Haslam signed State Bill 1391. State Bill 1391 um, basically is a bill that would allow prosecutors to charge a woman with criminal assault if she uses illegal drugs during her pregnancy and her fetus or newborn is considered harmed as a result. Uh, pretty much all regulatory bodies said, terrible idea. Just just terrible. Uh, went ahead with it anyway. So go Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> it went ahead with it because women don't matter. Well, that's that, that is that's true. You know, that's very true. That's not actually true at all. Yeah, no, women matter a lot. The You know, the, the crazy thing about this is like... <laughs> What we're going to end up doing is jailing new moms and creating orphans rather than providing any kind of, uh, uh, you know, rehabilitation for drug use. You know, this is part of the this is part of the draconian drug policy in this country that that flies in the face of all good reason and all good sense and is basically a policy built entirely on vengeance. So this is the vengeance fucking episode. It's sure it, sure. it really is a policy that's aimed at punishment rather than rehabilitation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more, Tom. I think that's that's the reason why it's a bad idea, right? You know, do these women that um that have a child that's fucked up because of this stuff, is that a bad thing? Fucking A, it's a terrible thing. You're essentially paying for these people to live in prison, right? So when this if if we go ahead and house these people and say, okay, you did a wrong thing. We're going to put you in jail. You fucked up. It's an assault charge, essentially, on your baby. Okay, you get an assault charge. Your kid goes into foster care. All that money now has to come from somewhere. So now we're going to house you three squares a day. You get all your fucking whatever's it is in, in jail, which is not a great life, but it certainly costs money, okay? Same thing goes with the kid. The kid is going to live in foster care. We pay foster uh, parents money to take care of these children. So... That money's got to come from somewhere. Couldn't we just instead invest that money that we're going to be paying for these people that are going to go to jail instead in programs to try to help them get off the drugs? Because, you know, what you're going to do is if you if you criminalize it, if you make it a criminal offense, they're not going to seek help. They're going to stay away and try to make sure that they don't seek any help and they're going to wind up fucking up the kids even more. So if you make it a, a, a sort of inclusive thing where you could be like, OK, let's make sure that we can help people out instead, then you have a better chance of helping these people instead of just making it a criminal offense. Then you scare them away because they don't want to go to jail. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's this this to me has a lot to do with what kinds of questions we want to ask about about the world that we want to live in. Do we want to live in a world that basically um, shames people and punishes people? Or do we want to live in a world where we actually take a real look at problems and try to solve those problems? Because if we're, if we want to live in the latter, if we want to live in a world where we say, hey, you know, there's a problem where people are addicted to drugs and their kids are fucked up. That's a real thing. You know, we need to ask ourselves, like, what's the solution to that problem? The solution to that problem is not creating orphans. The solution to that problem is treatment. It's drug treatment facilities. It's educational. It's, 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 it's probably, you know, a long-term uh, solution. But this sort of, you know, just, well, just fucking slap them in the face. This, it's always fucking sticks and never carrots with these people. And it's less fucking effective. 
What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Conservapedia. Come on, man. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Actual fuck. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Conservapedia. Evolution syndrome is the tendency of some people to insist compulsively that human evolution from animals must somehow be true, and to spend nearly all of their time pushing that belief on others. It is reflected on the internet by people who devote over 90% of their edits and postings to pushing their belief in evolution and insisting on censoring or demonizing alternative views on the issue. They are particularly against teaching any alternative theories to children in school, sometimes claiming that this will harm children's critical thinking. A childish insistence on last wordism is a common characteristic of evolution syndrome. Sufferers of evolution syndrome tend to be college students or graduates who wanted to excel in math or physics, but lacked the ability or work ethic to do so. They are frustrated wannabes with respect to academic recognition, but they find that liberals will praise their intelligence if they promote evolution. This is analogous to a struggling ball player deceitfully turning to steroids to enhance his performance and thereby make it to the big leagues. Evolution syndrome blinds its victims to the logical fallacy of their materialism. If human senses have merely evolved, then it is to be expected that human senses have not developed to the point of being able to detect all of reality. Much of reality would still be unseen to an evolving human. Yet victims of evolution syndrome insist that there is nothing unseen and no God. The primary effect of evolution syndrome is to keep its victims away from learning the Bible. Victims of this syndrome claim to be educated, yet justify their complete ignorance about the Bible in their slavish commitment to their evolution belief system. Characteristics of evolution syndrome include frequent use of bizarre jargon such as quote mining, moving the goalposts, and fundy. A belief that consensus can somehow define scientific truth, even though consensus cannot define mathematical truth an utter lack of open-mindedness, a reluctance to debate when large audiences will see the debate, a superficiality or pseudo-intellectualism, a lack of critical thinking, over-reliance on name-calling, ruthlessly demanding provable fact by the other side while themselves insisting on unproven theories, utter intolerance for other positions in science, a complete lack of curiosity and knowledge about anything that might contradict materialism, such as migration and homing. A complete ignorance about the Bible, despite its historical value, and even though evolutionists pretend to be learned. A tendency to be irrational atheists. A tendency to favor non-democratic political ideals, such as socialism or fascism. An over-reliance on academic authority. A tendency to be easily amused by deceit. Evolution syndrome particularly afflicts people who have some education background without having the intellectual depth of more accomplished peers. They are like minor league baseball players who take steroids to get to the major leagues. They think that harping on evolution will gain them credibility they lack based on their intellect. Evolution syndrome can be seen on wikis, Usenet groups, faculty positions below full professorships, and some less selective doctoral programs. There is a high incidence of atheism among this group, and indeed, many if not most atheists suffer from evolution syndrome. 
Whether atheism is a cause of evolution syndrome or vice versa is still to be discovered, but the number of theistic evolutionists suggests that the link is not absolute. Keeping an open mind, not obsessing about one's own views, and avoiding the insistence that others should share in one's views are key to avoiding evolution syndrome. See, so this story comes from right-wing watch, and it's funny because in the last episode, I think I threw up my hands at one point and said something like, look, if we're going to be a, a theocracy, let's just call ourselves a theocracy. And of course, when I'm hunting for stories, I find fucking Coach Goobernuts here. We are a theocracy. <laughs> that's, that's his name, Coach Goobernuts. <laughs> I think that's his name, right? Um, his name. It's a News with Views commentary, Coach <laughs> Dave Daubenmeyer, or Goobernuts. Um, coach, I like coach. What this guy coaches nothing. Like no, he's got a hat. <laughs> this guy, he's got a cross. Look at that. Hat. He's got a hat. That's clearly a. I'm a coach hat. This guy couldn't coach me into eating pudding faster. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like he couldn't coach me into anything. The coach hat means good. I think that's uh, why he wears it. It means God. It's the got thing a cross is that on it. After he declared America a theocracy, Jesus actually poured a huge, like, fucking igloo cooler of holy water over him, and then they yeah. carried him <laughs> off the field. It was actually Gabriel and that Michael. Was- <laughs> did that. Yeah. They chanted his name. This one's for they you. Did. It was great. Um, uh, yeah, so basically he's saying, like, hey, we're a theocracy because we're one nation under God. So that's the reason we're a theocracy. <laughs> All right, well, you know, you could tell all those people like David Barton are dusting their hands off being like, why didn't I think of that oh, first I'm going to ask and answer. I had to make up a bunch of yeah. shit. <laughs> Instead, I could have just said, one nation under that's God. That's what I had to do. Oh, that's great. That's exactly what you have to do. You know, he's saying some really crazy shit here. He's saying 3% is pushing around the 80%, um, essentially saying that they're pushing their idea of, you know, gay marriage into the, you know, the, the world. And it's only a a small group of people is doing this. But the thing he doesn't understand is that it's not just the, the, the gay people that are, that want gay marriage. It's people that think that um, being gay is not wrong and want the want gay people to have the same rights are also in the same camp. So when he says 3% is pushing around the 80, no, there's a lot of people, Christian people and other, you know, other religions and, you know, different worldviews that all think that gay rights is a good thing. And it's not just, you know, you're the three percent. That's how you, that, the thing is, you just don't understand how it works. You're actually the three percent. You're the small group. I mean, I'm not going to say three percent, but you're the small group. That's true. You're the tiny group now. You're starting to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the other thing I would say, too, is there's this feeling that somehow when, when these laws go through, it seems like they're saying, I'm not going to recognize your marriage. I'm not going to recognize your marriage. That's fine. I don't care. The thing is, I don't think that the gay people care that they're going to recognize a marriage. I certainly I don't care if this fucking goober nuts, as you call them, recognize my marriage. Like, I don't right. care if you marry. Who gives a fuck, dude? You're a fucking goofy, dorky dude with a fucking green screen. I give two shits whether you recognize my marriage. I only care that the state fucking recognizes my marriage. So you could go sit in your church and pretend that I'm not married all day. I don't give a fuck. I mean, Nobody should care whether or not, you know, and I f- that's what it feels like they're saying. You know, you don't get to speak for the state. The majority gets to speak for the state. And when we vote on it, it turns out more people want it than don't. So 
just go back to your church, put your fingers in your and be like, la, 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 they're not married. Okay, great. They're not married in your eyes. Who cares? So see, so the story comes from the raw story. Sovereign citizens claim IRS can't tax them as residents oh of gosh. the kingdom of heaven. Um, and I say, what's the zip code? What's the zip code on the kingdom? <laughs> what is nine nine nine? Actually, yeah, nine. It's just three yeah, nines. Just, what? Is it? How do they get three numbers? Isn't it six numbers? Well, it you know if you go to hell, it's six six six, and if you're up in heaven, it's nine nine nine. Oh, yeah. I thought it was seven seven I, seven. That, that's actually that's actually you just win a lottery at that point. Like it's just seven 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 is the area code. Nine 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 is the right. zip code. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to mail a letter, it's just three cherries. It's actually just it's just three That's cherries. It, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, bar bar bar. Um, <laughs> so this this Minnesota woman refused to pay taxes, income taxes, for seven years by claiming that she and her husband were not U.S. citizens but were permanent residents of the kingdom of heaven. Nice. That works. Um, that's not going to work. No, that's a terrible no, decision. That's just the worst decision. Out. If you're a fucking permanent resident of the kingdom of heaven, uh, don't you have to be dead first for that? I think so. I mean, well, you know, maybe uh, unless you have dual citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you feel like I'm Schrodinger's sure. Christian. You're alive <laughs> and Christian. you're dead. <laughs> Yeah. You know, how much of this do you think is, you know, because these these fucking crazy, these are this crazy group of people called the sovereign citizens who think that, like, they could just say not it and then they don't get arrested. I know. I fucking like, love these people because it doesn't they're, work. They're the IRS the, finds them yeah. and then finds them. Well, these are the same people who, like, walk down the street with their firearms to, like, get the cops to try to tell them to put it away and then tell them they're a sovereign citizen. Or there's that one guy who got fucking tased because he wouldn't listen to the bailiff in the fucking... Did you see this? No. I don't know if you saw this. What? It's like a 15 minute... Just do a search for like sovereign citizen jury or right. whatever. He was he was getting called in to do uh like uh, to be... He was being arrested on like a like some sort of charge and he had to go defend himself and he wanted to take his video camera into the court and the bailiff's like you can't bring the video camera in here he's like i'm a you can't tell me what to do and you can't touch me and you can't do this and you can't do that because i'm not letting you and i i give you no power over me blah 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 and he's doing all this shit and finally he keeps on trying to push past the bailiff and the bailiff just pulls out his cattle prod fucking shots <laughs> and the dude just falls over and you know as much as i don't like gross displays of power once in a while when somebody's being a mega douchebag it is kind of satisfying uh, but you know, like what these people do is they, they, they just make something up. Like I don't have to pay taxes because I'm a, I'm a fucking sovereign citizen right. and I, you know, you're, you have no power over me. These people are fucking real wackadoos. I, you know, but part of me wonders how much of that is just wackadoo and how much of it is just like, I really want to not just pay taxes. Yeah, man, I think it's both, right? Like, I think, I think the thing is that these, this, they feed off of each other. You know, like the wackadoo-ness feeds off of this. Like they, they, they all they all play in together, you know. So these people tend to be like these, you know, conspiracy theorists about more than one thing. And the sovereign citizen thing strikes me as very similar to some of this conspiracy stuff. It's like the super, like aggressively anti-government sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, I want to live in a country with roads and civil services and a military that protects us from foreign harm, but I'm a sovereign citizen, so I don't have to pay for it. Like, well, who's going to? Right. If not everyone, who's going to? Like, 
It's just it's just fucking crazy shit. But then they also like they they often go hand in hand with like these like overly religious zealot nut jobs, and so they kind of feed off of each other. And it's fucking awesome when it goes terribly awry. Because the Bible says that this is what you're supposed to be spending your time on. You say, well, I have all these other important things. Well, what does the Bible say is important? Feeding and clothing your family is what this woman is spending her time on. She's getting up early to make food. She's making clothes. She's making, I mean, that's what, look, am I making this stuff up? I mean, that's what the time's going into. And so if this is not what your time is going into, ladies, you need to reevaluate, you know, the time that you're putting into your household. That's your main job. This story comes from the raw story. Arizona pastor, childless women on birth control (laughs) have destroyed the U.S. with whoredom. (laughs) God. Stupid whoredom. Oh, god! I love this guy. This guy is awesome. This is that pastor, Steven Anderson. This is like the most fucking... He is winning the prize, Cecil, for most misogynist man in America. He has got this fucking thing wrapped up in his beard. He's doing a very good job. And he's wearing the right color suit off the rack for it. You know what I mean? Like... You look at that suit. Like that's like the most untailored suit I've ever seen. He looks like a fucking block. He looks like SpongeBob. Yeah, he, like he's just like the squarest shoulders I've ever seen. He really, honestly, he looks like he's he looks like a little boy wearing his dad's clothes. He does. He does. That's what he looks like to me. Um, but in a sermon he posted online this week uh, at the Faithful Word Baptist Church, Stephen Anderson explained that contraception was not something Christians should be practicing. That feminism had given women the power to decide when to have children. And then that makes them fucking lazy. It makes them into an idol, a tattler, and a gossip, turning oh. aside after Satan. This is good shit, man. This is, I mean, this is all just crazy shit that just like, he basically is saying like, if you have a vagina, I fucking hate everything about you. That's exactly I hate it. you so yeah. much. All I want you to do is just shit kids out. How dare you think, speak, act, do anything but wipe a bottom and cook a meal. Like, that's all you're good for. What do you say? I'm going to read two of the, uh, like, I'm going to read three of the things he said. And a, a little bit's repeating what you just said, but there's, it, it's, it goes a little deeper when I read it. So this is quoting what he had to say. Actually, this is quoting the article because I think that there, uh, uh, it doesn't look like a quote directly from him. So this is quoting the article. Anderson pointed out that God in the book of Genesis had made childbearing painful to punish women for their original sin. <laughs> That's nice. I can't believe he people argued, believe that. I know. that not that just the craziest shit ever? He says, um, he argued that feminism has, has given women the power to decide when to have children for themselves, allowing them to have careers and follow other interests. <laughs> How dare them women folks be having interests? Well, and, and, and who's to say it's for themselves, right? I mean, like, because a woman can decide to have birth control, now clearly she can do it secretively, but, you know, when when my wife and I were dating and we were sexually active, we had discussions about whether or not we're going to use birth control, and we decided resoundly, yes, we were going to use birth control, and we did. You know, clearly, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's something that I think a lot of couples have a discussion about. It just seems like he's saying, like, well, they can do it, and so since they actually have to put the pill in their mouth, then they're the ones who decide. No, that's not how it works. I guess in most relationships, that's not all it works. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think any suggestion of autonomy is 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 uh, offensive to this guy. I mean, I really think like he's his his big problem here 
um, isn't whether or not so much whether or not women have kids. I think his big problem is that women should not have autonomy. And autonomy over your body is, you know, control. And it's a kind of control that um, if if he can take away, if if he can um, demand that women not have control and autonomy over their own reproductive systems and whether or not they, they have children. I mean, that's that's changed the world, man. I mean, like the advent of, of birth control freely available or readily available, I should say. I mean, it literally changes the world. It changes the demographic makeup. And, and this is, this is threatening to this fuckwit, you know? So he's gotta, he's gotta spread this kind of weird fear that I can't imagine how this works. I don't even know who would go to this church. That's the thing when I hear this guy talk, Cecil, I keep thinking like, okay, it's one thing for someone to be this crazy. Fine. But who attends your church? I know he's like, he's like a, he's a mouthpiece. It's like, it's like we were talking about earlier, like the people sitting in the Glenn Beck's audience, you're like, I, really? You guys are like sitting in that audience and listening to him fucking shout about miracles? But this one is even more shocking because clearly he hates half of the fucking group. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from the mirror. Uh, what? is happening in this story, Cecil. Um, evidently, there is a show. I, I can't even read the headline because the headline refers to the video. So it's, uh, watch woman admit sex with ghost was really, really pleasurable on this morning. Um, so according to this article, sex with a ghost is better than sex with me. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think that this woman touching herself would certainly have a better time uh, than with me, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this woman, and I'm thinking, this woman would really rather fuck a ghost than get yeah. in the, yeah. <laughs> This woman would probably do the donkey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she would almost certainly. Yeah, uh, what, I, what I think is a little weird about this, and I want to read uh, quotes from this. She says, I was in the room at home by myself. I was laying in bed and I felt something enter the room and I couldn't see anybody. I could feel somebody was touching me and their hands were pushing against my will. I don't know what that means. And I could feel the weight of the body on top of me. I couldn't see, but I could feel the pleasure, the energy, the warmth and, and pushing in different directions. The first time I was very confused by it all. And then I just decided to relax. And it was really, really pleasurable. Can you imagine going out like you? Okay, so you have this fucking... Basically, you have a wet dream. Like, right. that's what happens. Like, you have a fucking sexy times dream. And you wake up from it, and you're like, eh, I probably got fucked by a ghost. That's pretty much what happened. And then you go on TV and tell people about it? Like, at what point are you just like, yeah, maybe that sounds crazy, and I should not say that to people. Yeah. I, you know, you got to wonder how much of this is just to get on TV and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, she's, I don't know she's an actress, is. So she's clearly yeah. got a brand called herself that she has yeah. to promote. And that's right. cool. Like whatever. It's, it's all good. But the, the, the problem is that there is a television program where people tune in and there's spectrophilia, a word which I think means fucking ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you have sex with spandex on, I think. I don't know. The psychic that, that is the host of the show um, denied the non-consensual. This is crazy. The non-consensual experience constituted assault because this world is, quote, our realm of existence. Quote, 
people become victims because they allow themselves to be. All you have to do is claim your power, she said. Yeah, I have no idea. That's some Deepak Chopra shit. That's actually some secret stuff, right? Like that you basically get out of the universe what you put in and all that kind of what fucking mean? foaming at the mouth rabid dog bullshit. God, I hate that, that is, shit. That like, I hate that like, hey, we all get what we deserve or that like, you know, hey, God wouldn't throw anything at you that you couldn't handle. It's like, really? Because people fucking <laughs> commit suicide a lot. Like that's the that's like a leading. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't be able to say that to me if I couldn't handle it. Yeah, like oh, guess God fucking didn't throw any suicides at him. He couldn't handle. <laughs> and look at him handle that. Look at him. And it's a good thing like nobody ever like fucking just says fuck it and like abandons their family because that shit sometimes happens and. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate that. I really just fucking hate that. Like, like oh, everybody just kind of gets what they can. Oh, man, because that's awesome when, like, kids starve to death because Jesus was like, you can handle it. You can handle not eating food again today. Oh, man. Exactly. Thanks. It's like, awesome. I, I believe in I believe in you, right. young African. Right. It's you like, can, oh, man, look at Syria handle those barrel bombs. Oh, they're handling the fuck out of those barrel yeah. bombs. Look at them handle that barrel bomb. Oh, man. Well fucking handled. <laughs> Tom, you're the fucking biggest Debbie Downer in the world. I fucking hate that shit, Cecil. It's so offensive. We're going to go through some of the email here. We got a message from Phil. Phil sent us a fat starfish. <laughs> We're going to put it <laughs> as a piece on there. We'll, we'll put a link to the fat starfish. We thought it was pretty funny. I also wanted to mention, um, I talked to uh, Adam Reeks from the Herd Mentality this week, and I just want to mention that he is trying to collect some funds for a sexual assault victim. Uh, the sexual assault victim is trying to take her, uh, the person who sexually assaulted her to court and he's trying to collect some funds based on that you can listen to his latest podcast the one with uh, Lawrence Krauss it's a great podcast and he explains a lot more about it in the very beginning but one of the things he's trying to do is he made a cow uh, the herd mentality cow out of wood so it's a giant wooden cow and he said it's a one of a kind thing and he's trying to sell it on eBay uh, to try to help send this person uh, I think on a holiday before she goes to uh, to court so he's trying to give her a good like actually sh show that she can like have a nice time and sort of forget about this awful thing that happened to her so it's a very good cause we're going to put a link to it on this uh, show show notes episode 149 so if you want to bid on the cow you can either go to Adam Reek's site or you can go to our site dissonancepod.com and I gotta say I love this cow like this cow is awesome and if it wasn't being shipped from Australia and it wouldn't cost me a jillion dollars yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> no, buy this cow you know you, it'd probably be cheaper to fly a plane over there and float the fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> Sir Andrew did our Mad Libviticus and every time we do a Mad Libviticus uh, you can find the Mad Libviticus on our uh, on our episode for that current week he wound up doing one, and it was very funny. He sent it to us. I will mention uh, one line. He says, you are to wash the glory hole and the legs with Santorum. And I thought <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That was so awesome. So thanks, Andrew, for uh, for uh, submitting your Mad Leviticus. Uh, we got a message from, uh, from LJ, Tom, and LJ has 
Uh, he's fucking RoboCop. Yeah, this is awesome. He basically got tired of losing his fucking keys. Um, and so he had an RFID chip implanted into his wrist uh, to turn on his fucking motorcycle. And it's awesome. And I wish I could have fucking chips implanted in me to fucking perform most of my basic functions. I know. Like, open my doors at work and shit. Just, like, walk up and be like, the door's open. That would be That would be awesome. fucking awesome. I have to enter You'll my building with that. a fucking electronic key card that's a fucking yeah. annoying-ass key card. And I refuse to wear one of those lanyard things around my neck. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. So I put the thing in my wallet and I got to take my wallet out every time. I just yep. want chips in me. Fucking, I want to be covered in chips. I would, I would love to ride the CTA in Chicago with one of these things. Just walk and be like, bloop, and just walk past. You will never see this, though, because, like I said, that end times bullshit, they'll just be like, no, can't fucking make that thing. Man, nobody could steal your fucking car without, like, chopping off your hand. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Somebody plucking out your eye. and you imagine, like, a burglar like key is just, like, full of hands? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got to pick the lock. <laughs> Uh, we got a we got a message from Patrick, um, and I'm gonna put this on on Facebook. Uh, this this picture, uh, <laughs> this is a, he wound up making a package design for Nature's Vengeance douche. So <laughs> you just want to go God check it damn, out. It's very it's funny. awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, we got contacted this week by Kevin McLeod. Kevin McLeod does tons of music on the web, and I actually use his site all the time. And he's a he's actually his stuff's been played all over the place. It gets played in movies. It gets played in uh, in tons of series. I I was watching a like a Bones or a House or something one time, and they played one of his songs. And I mean, he plays he he does tons of instrumental music, and it's all Creative Commons. And we use one of his songs, and he contacts us and said, "Hey, if you ever need any music, let it, let me know." Um, and I actually wound up buying his music uh, because you can use his music without citation if you buy it. So I wound up spending um, the money to buy the music so we could use it without citation because Kevin does awesome shit. His his website is called incompetech.com. All you have to do is search for that and, uh, and you'll find his website. And he has like gobs of instrumental music. So if you're ever looking for instrumental music, all he asks is that you cite it and it's an amazing site. So keep it up, Kevin. So we got a message from TISF. I think that's what he wants to be called. Uh, he sent a long message basically saying that uh, that the Orthodox Jews are, because we were, I guess we were talking about uh, the Muslims at some point, and he was saying, well, the Orthodox Jews are just as bad, and, and we kind of agree. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He points out some of the uh, crazy shit in his email um, that... Uh, is, is part of the uh, Jewish faith, um, such as if you're working at the emergency services, medical services, um, you can operate your mobile emergency device using your teeth only. I imagine that's during the Sabbath. Uh, during Saturday, you cannot pay your doctor, but you're allowed to pay uh, to the mole. Um, you're not allowed to talk to a secular person unless it's for conversion purposes. Good luck on that. If you're using a tablet to read your prayers and it fell to the floor, I love this one, you must kiss it. Um, what? Yeah. Women cannot be judges since they are incapable of making decisions. Um, you cannot mourn a person who gave their body to science. It's just, it's fucking full of like, like that's one thing I will say, like the Jewish faith is amazing at is creating like impossible rules and lots and <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> so we got a message. Uh, this message is from Aaron. And Aaron says uh, he wanted to point out that there was a Snap Challenge cookbook 
that came out. So uh, so we were going to link to that on this episode, episode 149. Thanks for sending it in. Uh, we think it's great that somebody came up with a Snap Challenge cookbook. One thing I will point out um, that this certainly isn't a solution for those people who are on uh, on on Snap, mainly because a lot of this stuff I was looking through. It's like there's a lot of time that's involved, and uh, and when you're poor, time is not a commodity that you have a lot of. It turns out because you're you know either you're pounding the pavement to find a job, or you're one of those working poor people who is just getting extra assistance to sort of subsist. And those people work really hard and they're probably really tired and they don't want to come home and make their own tortillas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not on the list of things to do. But it is a good resource. So we don't want to put it is a that. great it's a, it resource. It is a great oh, resource no. and we'll yeah. link to it for sure. And thank you. Yeah, I don't want I'm not certainly no, not uh, poo pooing it. I'm just saying like like clearly there's some there's other issues involved too that 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 go with this sort of thing. But I, I do want to point out that it is a wonderful resource and we're happy that you sent it. Tom, we got, a, we got a message from Nick, and we think it's very funny. Yeah, Nick says, I've been a fan of you guys for some time and immensely enjoy your show. However, in your most recent episode, I was deeply offended by your likening of Archbishop Aquila. <laughs> you nailed Again, that every time. You so that shit. It's like La Quinta Inn. You're so good at it. <laughs> to the servant Great. and stableman Hodor. 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 It is a profound insult <laughs> to desecrate the name of such an upstanding man by associating him in any way with that exceptionally simple-minded buffoon Chancellor Tequila or what the fuck ever. Chancellor Tequila, wasn't he in Star Wars? That's awesome. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a I trap. hope in the future you will refrain from the... He's doing shots off Leia's stomach. He's just like... <laughs> He's licking the salt off her back of her hand. I like this. I hope in the future we refrain from including the two in the same sentence, and I will continue to torture myself with your program. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We got a we got a great message. This is my favorite message. The last <laughs> message we got was from Forbes India. And Forbes India says, Message from sender. Hello, my name is Cynthia. I saw your profile and it is very nice. And interesting, please can we be friends? I have something very important to tell you and also send you my photo. Yours friend. <laughs> Yours friend. That's how you know Yours it's real. Friend. Well, thank you, Forbes India. We're very happy that you listen to the show. Uh, you know, glory hole. <laughs> I mean, I glory don't really hole Forbes. Glory hole Forbes. That's great. Um, we are in talks to try to have Greta Christina on. Uh, not this upcoming week, but it would probably be the following week. Maybe we're not sure. It'll be it'll be in the future, near future. We're gonna have her on to talk about her brand new book, coming out atheist. How to do it, how to help each other, and why. Uh, it's it, we both got advanced copies. We've been reading it. It's a great book. So we're anxious to talk to her. She's been making the rounds uh, on other podcasts, but clearly we are going to give her the best interview. So look forward to that in the future. Well, that's it for this week. Um, we're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed, and we'll see you next week. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 